In episode 474 with my beautiful friend Sahara Rose, we dive deep into talking all about doing work that you love, doing work that lights up your soul, why we are multidimensional beings and how to embrace all the different facets and sides of ourselves, plus so much more. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about this episode because I have one of my dear soul sisters, Sahara Rose, back on the show for the third time. I love this woman. Not only is she one of the sweetest, big-hearted, kind, generous, loving souls that you will ever meet, She is also so intelligent and pours so much love, time, energy, heart, and soul into everything that she does. And for those of you that have never heard of Sahara, she has been called a leading voice for the millennial generation into the new paradigm shift by Deepak Chopra, who also wrote the foreword for her three books, including the recent Discover Your Dharma. That's pretty awesome to have Deepak Chopra Write the forward to not one, not two, but three of your books. Yeah, okay, that's amazing. She is also the host of the widely popular Highest Self podcast, which I have been on three times. It is the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes with over 30 million downloads. And on her show, she invites top spiritual teachers and shares her inspiring solo casts about tuning into your intuition, living your soul's purpose and embodying your fullest expression. It's an incredible show. I love it. Now, Sahara is also the co-founder of Dharma Coaching Institute, the world's first accredited school that certifies Dharma, soul purpose and spiritual life coaches, as well as the founder of Rose Gold Goddesses, the Divine Feminine Mystery School. She's a keynote speaker, speaks on stages at Google and Facebook, as well as being featured as a nutrition speaker for Michelle Obama's Let's Move campaign at Harvard Medical School. And she's been featured in Vogue, Forbes, NBC, and more. And she was recently on the cover of Yoga Journal, which is huge, that is major. And she's on a mission to remind people of their highest selves so that they can share their gifts with the world and raise the vibration of the planet. What a beautiful soul. For everything that we mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that's over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 474. Now let's bring on my beautiful friend for the third time, Sahara Rose. My beautiful friend, welcome back to the show for the third time. Before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? For breakfast, I drink a beautiful coffee with some collagen, inulin, rose powder, flower essences, 
Makuna. I mean, I put the whole the whole roster in there. Oh, that sounds amazing. Rose powder? Yes, please. And homemade coconut almond milk. Oh my goodness. Delicious. Mm, so luxurious that sounds. Well, I'm so excited to have you back here for the third time on the show. You are such a dear friend of mine. I love all of your work. And one of the many, many things that I love and adore about you is you are unapologetic about who you are. You don't shy away from expressing all the sides of you. You coach, you write books, you speak on Ayurveda, on Dharma, you DJ, you twerk, like you do all the things. And I feel like people, a lot of people feel like, especially when it comes to their work, their dharma, their purpose, they have to pick one lane and they have to stay in one lane. Well, I'm a health coach, so I can't talk about DJing or I can't twerk on my Instagram. You have literally shattered that and disrupted that belief. So for anyone listening who has all of these things that they're passionate about and all of these sides to themselves that they want to share and express, what advice do you have for them? And why do you think it's really important that we express all of these sides of us? Mm. So it starts with the belief that, you know, from the time we're kids, they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you have to pick one thing, right? And then you go to school and there's like a guidance counselor. Do you want to be an accountant? You know, if you're good with numbers, do you want to be a lawyer? If you're good at speaking, do you want to be a psychologist? If you want to help people and you're trained to put yourself into a box, which box can I most comfortably fit myself into based off of who I think I might be? But can I squeeze myself to now fit the role of this societally accepted career path? And the thing is, we we often make ourselves do it. And we can wear the shoes that don't fit us the first day. And the second day, we start to get a little bit blistered. And the next day, a little bit more until eventually our feet are killing. They're bleeding. We can no longer walk. We don't even remember what it was like to run. We are so out of touch with who we are, with why we even began this career path that our life force energy starts to diminish. And then we wonder why, why am I procrastinating? Why aren't I as creative as I used to be? Why aren't I as energetic? Why aren't I showing up the same way I used to in my relationships? And it's because you are a lion that has been put into a cage for far too long and you are the person that has that key. So the first realization is that you are not one thing. You are not one job. You are not one role. And you can never even put yourself into an 100-character bio, the way that we expect ourselves to on social media. We're living in this really interesting age that we are almost like taught that we need to tell people who we are before we've even figured it out for ourselves. Right. And I caught myself too. Like I was in Costa Rica at this beautiful waterfall. And my first instinct was grab your phone to take stories rather than being in the moment. So it's like, we're simultaneously uncovering our own identity while trying to tell that identity to other people. And that narration of it is what makes us lose it. And I know you can totally relate to this. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And just going back to what you were saying about like, we're trying to define ourselves in this short bio. And the thing is, is like, we're always evolving. 
we're always shifting. I don't even, I have not changed mine in years. And mainly because I'm like, how do I explain? Like, I just can't even be bothered. I'm just like, I can't, like, where do I even start? And like, as you know, I've given birth. I have a beautiful daughter now. Like, the person that I am today, like I need, I need more than this short bio to express what I truly want to express. But it's, it's so interesting that we feel like we have to put it into this short little bio and for it to encompass all of who we are. Exactly. So we feel like if I'm palatable enough for you, then you'll like me, then you'll accept me, then I'll be safe. So the first thing to really unlock our full multidimensional selves and be living in alignment with our soul's purpose is to recognize where this belief lives inside of us, you know, where we taught as children, oh, you would be such a good X, Y, Z. You'd be such a good nurse. You'd be such a good this that we have conditioned ourselves. So noticing where that wound comes from and noticing how we've even shifted in the past several years of even living your purpose. So in my own journey, the first iteration of me living my purpose was being an Ayurveda author. You know, I wrote two books on Ayurveda and was able to share this wisdom with millions of people. And then I caught myself seven years into it, repeating myself day in, day out, again and again and again, that I was like, if someone else asks me, what are the doshas? I literally just don't even know what I would do with myself. And there are some people who maybe can have the same conversation again and again for the rest of their lives. And they are so satiated by that. But for me, I'm not, you know, I'm more of that vata, more of that creative energy. I get excited about exploring the different dimensions of myself. And I know that my interests are not there coincidentally, but they're guiding me to the next expression of my purpose. So, you know, one day I just realized if I continue on this pathway of just repeating myself again and again, I won't be satisfied with my life. And, and that's what I'm here to, to try to share with other people, but I need to be embodying that first. So sometimes you might be in a career path that's successful that you've worked really hard for, that maybe at a point of time, it was absolutely true for you. And eventually that soul contract, what I call them, and many of us have heard this terminology before, it may be complete. You may have done the healing work you've needed to do around this. You, you may have shared it with the people that you were meant to share it with. That string has come to its end. And sometimes we try to hold on to it and hold on to it because it's all of what we know. We think, well, if I let go of, of this career that I have now, then I'm going to have to start from scratch all over again. And my life was even crappier before. So let me just keep holding on to this thing. But again, we're suffocating ourselves. So the next step of the realization is to look at what are your interests? You know, what are the podcasts you're listening to in your free time like this? What are the YouTube videos you're watching? What are the conversations you want to have with friends? What are the books you're reading? What are the seminars you're going to? So I just had you on my podcast and you were sharing that 10 years ago, you were going to seminars about childbirth and conscious conception and orgasmic birthing, even though you were far before having a child, that that seed was within you of one day, I know I want to explore this, but right now is not my time. But because you watered that seed, you know, with giving it that life force, you know, investing your time into your education that then when the time came, you were ready for it. 
So what are the little baby interests that you have inside of you? For me, I've always loved dancing. I've always loved music. So I thought, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to date a DJ, <laughs> you know? So I was like, and then I had this realization, why don't I become the DJ that I want to date? <laughs> so after I got married, I was in a very busy phase of my life. I had to write my book, Discover Your Dharma. I was launching my membership platform. We were supposed to move. Nothing was working out. We were like staying in these different like hotels and motels. And it was the craziest time. And I found an online, uh, a DJ class online that was in person in LA. And I just figured, if not now, when? So in the middle of all of this chaos, it was in no means the perfect time, which I think is one of the ways that our our mind tries to hold us back from living our dharmas of like, it's not the time. I don't have enough space right now, but that spaciousness really never comes. Same thing about having a, a child. Sometimes you're waiting for that perfect time and it's like, you just got to You just got to choose it eventually. So I went to DJ school and, you know, the next interest I wanted to perform at my birthday party. So I followed that journey and, you know, now it's been three years and I'm performing at festivals and I've created something called dance your Dharma, which is guiding people through a conscious embodiment experience to literally dance your soul's purpose. And I'm creating music and weaving in sacred spoken word poetry into music that one would want to dance to. And I wouldn't have explored this entirely new facet of who I am had I not followed the interest. And the interest is also healing my lineage. You know, so often the things that we're interested in, we're like, well, I could never do that. You know, I need to be focused on survival. I need to be focused on the thing that's going to bring in the money and, you know, feed my kids. And, you know, and I had this dream actually the other night. And in the dream, there was a musician that came into my family. It was a room with all of my dad's family and he was going to teach us music. And my dad said, Oh, he was really angry. He's like, I'm resentful that I never got to learn music. And in the dream we all shared with him, we're like, well, because of you, we're here in America because he he fled during the war and revolution of Iran. And, we're, and my whole family was sharing, you were the one that helped us survive and get grounded and start a new life here. Because you survived, we were now able to thrive. So I shared with him this dream that I had and he said, that's so funny. I've never told anyone, but my entire life I've carried resentment because my neighbors had a music teacher and my parents never cared enough to send us to music class. And every kid in the neighborhood got to learn music except for me. Wow. And I always have carried resentment because I've known I really want to play the violin, but I never was able to. Why doesn't he do it now? I told him that, but it's like still that limiting thing of like, I don't have the time. I, you know, I got this. I'm too I told old. him, I'm like, I'll get you a violin. I'll get you a violin player. And, and then I carried that, like, I need to get him to play the violin. But it's like, no, me playing the music, me being the artist, me realizing that it is safe for me to be creative, that yes, thank goddess that my lineage was able to survive so I can thrive. But this is how we heal the lineage to plant these seeds. So our children will say, you know what? It was so amazing to see my mom just really do what she loved. And every single one of us right now, we have that opportunity. And my invitation is don't go into, well, how am I ever going to make money doing this? Right? Because that's going to bring you exactly back into the mindset that you have. You know, maybe you're someone that loves diving deep with people and having conversations like this. Maybe you listen to this podcast and you're like, I love how Melissa is able to have these incredible conversations with people. And I would love to do that too. 
water that seed. Maybe you're meant to be a coach. Maybe one day you're meant to start a podcast. Maybe one day you're meant to write a book. But you know, Melissa's journey, my journey wouldn't have unfolded if we both started with our little blogs and our little social media profiles and following the breadcrumbs of the excitement. So I share all of this because our linear logical minds want to make sense of the full picture, but only through following that feeling of your soul just being so excited about this new aspect of you. Do you get to meet who you truly are? Mm, Totally. And our mind wants to know, like you said before, how am I going to make money and how does this make sense? But instead of asking like, how am I going to make money from the DJing or whatever, it's like, how much joy is this going to bring me? Like, let's not look at money, like how much happiness, how much joy am I going to get from dancing or DJing or whatever, the art or whatever it is that is lighting you up. And you said before, we followed the breadcrumbs and I wouldn't be where I am today if, if I didn't, if I didn't follow my interest in health. As you know, and we've shared gorgeous little photos of us as six-year-olds in dancing costumes, and I just love seeing those photos of you in the Little Mermaid costumes. And Oh my God, you're so adorable. But I started dancing at the age of three, and I loved it. It brought me so much joy, and I did it all from three years old. Then at 15, I started doing it professionally. I had like an agent, and I was doing shows and concerts and performances and all sorts of things. And then I went on to do it. I studied after school. I went to a performing arts college and I danced at the Moulin Rouge in Paris and I loved it. But it was like, that was a season in my life. And then that chapter closed. But if I had have held on to the identity that, well, this is what I've always done This is how I make money. This is what I've got to do. My parents have invested all of this money and training and costumes and all of this stuff. Like, I think back, I'm like, imagine if I was still there. Like, yes, it brought me joy, but it wasn't my Dharma anymore. It had shifted. And and then I entered into this new realm. But I'm so glad I had the confidence to let that go. But it wasn't easy. Like it really wasn't easy. It was, I had all of that inner mean girl stuff saying, you can't, like, this is who you are, Melissa. Like, this is who you are. So what would you say to someone who's really struggling with that identity shift around what they're currently doing, but yet their soul knows that there's something else? Mm. My friend's uncle he was a lawyer for 50 years, you know, and, and we see a successful career in terms of how long you've had your career, right? So a very successful career as a lawyer. And she said, what's the key to, you know, having such a, a long career? And he's like, to be honest, when I was in law school, I knew that I didn't want to become a lawyer. But my parents had invested, you know, so much money into me going to college. And then I took out loans to go to law school. And then once I went to law school, I mean, I put so much energy into taking the LSATs and then into getting my first job and then to making partner that I wasted 50 years of my life doing something that I knew in law school was not meant for me. So 
So it's like, think of how many people, you know, there could have been a timeline where you said, you know what, I need to be a dancer and I, I need to figure it out. And maybe you would have a little dance studio somewhere and you could have been satisfied with that, but there would have been a part of your soul saying, I want to go deeper than this. You know, I want to have conversations about why we're alive and motherhood and spirituality and mindset and all of these different things. But, you know, maybe in another life, I've already invested too much time in, in, in dance. So we often tell this to ourselves as a way of keeping us small, of holding us back into that comfy little cage that we've put ourselves into. So for whoever's listening right now, what is that thing that you feel like I've invested so much into that it's too late for me to let it go? And the thing is, you don't have to completely quit your job and let go of everything, but really it's the integration. So how can you take, you know, that's another thing. Some people think, well, now I've wasted all these years of my life, but it's like, how can you take the 20 years you've spent as a hairdresser and all of the conversations that you had with people on the chair and the way that you've able to be able to see the way that someone's smile lights up or doesn't light up, whether they actually like the haircut or not, and be able to deal with different confrontations that happen and, and spend so much time with people and seeing them. How can you take all of that into the next chapter of your life? You know, maybe you want to be a, a spiritual life coach. Maybe you want to be a yoga teacher. Maybe you want to create art. Now, how can I weave the two of them together? And that really is what your niche is. I see a lot of people, they talk about a niche, but then they, again, make it like, I have to be this one thing. I have to just be the yoga teacher. I have to just be the breathwork facilitator. I have to just be that. But your niche is actually the different contradicting sides of yourself brought together. So maybe you are a mom that loves your all beige house and your all white marble kitchen and you have this beautiful suburban life, but you also love listening to Led Zeppelin and Metallica and you still paint your nails black and inside your heart, you were still this rocker, but you're not necessarily going to rock concerts today. So I see a lot of people like, well, I can never let people know that I listen to, you know, the Rolling Stones. But actually think about how many moms out there who have their inner rocker within them or whatever that looks like for them. And you can really speak into that. You know, we need more duality. We need more humanity. We need more people showing their full spectrum because that is what we actually relate to. So often it's the things that you're even the most shameful about. You know, for me, I remember the first time I went to a twerk class with my friend and I had never shared that on social media before. And he's this like fabulous gay man and he's like taking videos of himself and he's putting it on his <laughs> stories. And I was like, oh my God, what if someone sees me in his story and what will they think of me? Cause I'm this Ayurveda author and, you know, and then one day I just reshared his story and like, I kept checking it of like, are people going to DM me and like cancel me? And like my whole career is going to be over. And I realized I was safe. And then I start to share a little bit more, maybe my own story. Sometimes I would delete it after 10 minutes, but then I would realize, so people are like, you're just sharing, showing up in this way. I was freaking scared the whole time, but I would share a little bit more. I'm safe a little bit more. Okay. I'm still safe. And I'm not going to say I've never experienced opposition. You know, when you share these different multidimensional sides of you, there are going to be people who don't resonate with it. And that's okay because you're going to be able to find the people who resonate with you. 
And doesn't mean I need to like the same things, but I like the fact that you are being honest with yourself because that gives me the permission slip for me to be honest with myself. Yeah, absolutely. I think those people that might be confronted with you showing these different sides, not only have they put you in a box, but they have put themselves in a box. And so if you start to express these other sides of you, it actually triggers them because they're not doing that themselves. So it's triggering them. And like, I think about the people that I love to follow. And there are some that like, all they do is share about yoga, or all they do is share about cooking and recipes. And then there's some that share all the colors of who they are, like yourself, And I love that so much because I feel like I get an insight into more of who you are. And it's such a beautiful thing. It's so beautiful. And I think we could all encourage that more within each other. And also, you know, think about our children. They're growing up with phones and social media. They're then seeing one-dimensional people, right? But we, like, I'm looking at my daughter and I'm like, I want to nurture all of these sides of her, you know, with language, with dance, with French. She's been speaking French. Well, hearing French, we have a French nanny. So she understands everything our French nanny says. Like, I want to support and nurture all these different sides of her so that she can just be this full expression of herself instead of like box her in. Okay, you have to do this. And this is the only thing you've got to do in this life because it's not how it is. And we're always evolving. We're always growing. We're always changing. And what we do now, we can change our mind next week and go, hey, I don't want to DJ anymore. It doesn't light me up. I don't want to twerk anymore. It doesn't light me up, whatever it is. And I think that's really important to remember that we are multidimensional beings and we're always changing. And that's okay. That is part of the journey. Like I think about people who've had the same job. Like my parents have done the same thing. My mom is a nurse and she has worked at the same hospital since she was 20 years old. I'm like, how? How? How has she done that? But she loves it, you know? Like I'm sure there's parts of her that she's never expressed and that's her journey. But yeah, she's done the same thing. And my dad as well, like the same thing. And for me, it's just like, I am, you know, even just birthing my daughter. Like, I feel like, like I said to you, I was like, I almost want to like start again. I feel like a butterfly. I've just like blossomed out and everything is new. And then I'm sure with the next child, the same thing happens. And then the next child, the same thing happens again. It's like these forced upgrades. And I think it's really beautiful to constantly check in with yourself and say, does this still light me up? And if no, what am I going to do about it? And if yes, go for it. Absolutely. Allowing the evolution to unfold. And just because an aspect of your purpose has shifted, it doesn't mean that it was a failure. It means that you were able to learn exactly what you needed to learn to prepare you for the next stage. And I think that we're in this beautiful time that we're finally able to talk about this and accept ourselves and 
to also show to other people, yes, I have this unique life experience and that unique life experience. And even though they may seem different to you, here is how I am a combination of all of them. You know, how much does motherhood inform the way that you show up in the world? How much would even having mental health issues inform how you show up in the world, a parent with mental health issues, a family member with addiction, like even things that are really challenging for us, give us more nuance. They give us more texture. And often those are the things that guide us towards our Dharma, our soul's purpose. So I had this one student at Dharma Coaching Institute. She was a 46 year old mom. Her kids had gone off to school and she was really questioning what her purpose was. And she would just listen to the podcast. And then she heard about Dharma Coaching Institute and ended up signing up and realizing that her purpose was to help mothers whose children have overcome huge hardships for them to find their purpose. So her son had overcome a heroin addiction and her daughter is a trans person and had overcome just a lot of really bad depression, bipolarism, just had been a really challenging journey for her. And here she was as the single, also queer mother navigating all of this, who had just gone through a divorce last year. So one, she could have taken that that side of said, well, I'm not healed. I'm still not perfect. I still have plenty of traumas to uncover and coaching for me to go through. But instead, she said, yes, all of that. And I'm going to continually be on this growth journey. But who I am today, I have already learned so many lessons that I can help someone who maybe they're right now in the stage of their child being in rehab. They're at the stage right now of their child telling them they want to transition and they don't know what to do. They're where I was a few years ago. That doesn't mean I'm perfect, but it means I'm just further along on the ladder in this journey. And that's really what we need. We don't need people who are PhDs in that topic per se. Of course, that's always helpful, especially if you're going to something like medical care. But in navigating just hardship, your unique life experience, the fact that you have gone through what I'm going through right now and you're on the other side that's what makes you an expert to me. Absolutely. I think a lot of people don't embark on like, for example, the coaching world, whether it's a health coach or a life coach or a Dharma coach, they don't do it because they say, well, I'm not healed or I haven't completely got my life sorted out or I don't completely know what my purpose is. So they just cross that off the list. But like you said, it's it's almost like you just need that 10% ahead of someone and you've been through it yourself. Like You can guide them through what you've been through. And I think it's really important what you have said a few times, and you gave the example about the hairdresser, like everything that you've been through, it's not for nothing. You know, like I was a professional dancer. I did acting, TV presenting. All of those skills that I learned being an actress, being a TV presenter, I use in my career today. It's given me the confidence to get up and do a TED talk, the confidence to walk on stage. So nothing is for nothing. So whatever you have been through is all part of your journey and it's led you to where you are. So extract the nuggets from the hairdressing or from the performing or whatever it is and use them in what you do today. Absolutely. And sometimes too, having gone through the thing not that long ago is what allows you to understand what the topic is like right now. So imagine if 
you know, right now you've just gone through the stage of your life of conception and pregnancy and childbirth and having an infant. And that's why you're so excited and you're so juiced up about it because it's fresh for you. You literally just walk through that threshold. Imagine if you had this belief of, well, Bambi's not 18. So I haven't gone through every step that it takes to be a mother. So I can't talk about it until I have an 18 year old and then I can be the expert on being a mom. But it's like the fact that you had just gone through this last year is what makes it so exciting for you. And I bet you five years from now, you will come up with a completely different course and topic based off of the unique life experiences that you had now. So often we're like, well, I still struggle with imposter syndrome. It's like, great. You know exactly what it's like. Or I still wake up with anxiety. Perfect. Tell us how you move through it today. Not 20 years ago, but what does it look like now in this day and age, which the world shifts so much that having gone through something 10, even five years ago is very different than going through something today. Mm, Absolutely. And it's so much more relatable for people, you know, like with the Holy Mama program, people are like, Melissa's just been through it. Like you said, that she's just had an empowered birthing experience. Like, I want to know what she did. I love that you mentioned that. You don't have to wait 5, 10, 15 years, you know, till your child is 18, like you said, or till you have done X, Y, and Z, or till all of the ducks are in a row. No. Like what's on your heart right now? What's lighting you up right now? Because that thing, whatever it is, if you express it from that lit up place, people are going to want to lean in. When you are so lit up about something, when you are so excited about something, it is palpable. It is like, I'm like, sign me up. I want, I want in. Mm, Absolutely. And it just allows us again to show up in our humanity, not our perfection. Yes. Delete that word, perfection, perfect from your vocabulary. I talk about this so much. I wrote about it in Mastering Your Mean Girl. Delete that word out of your vocabulary because It's really just a tool for your inner mean girl to grab onto and to hold you back and keep you small and to keep you in fear. So just delete it. There is no such thing. There's no such thing as the perfect this or that or parent or whatever. All we can do is do our best, is do the best and be in alignment with our truth and show up for ourselves. Like that is the goal, not striving for perfection. Mm, and allowing that truth to change. You know, truth is not one thing that's set in stone of like, this is my truth and this is who I am forever. There are aspects of you that are timeless and endless, but the expressions will change. Mm. And that is part of the unfolding. You know, we have seasons, we have cycles. There is no part of nature that is not changing. So how can we expect ourselves to forever be the same? So my invitation for whoever is listening to this right now what are those things I'm excited about? You know, what are those breadcrumbs? What are things I'm searching for? And then the next thing are, what are the mediums that are flowing through me? So am I interested in writing, video, event planning, analytics? You know, there are many different mediums that can come through. Then the next thing is, what are the archetypes that are present in me right now? I have a whole quiz, the Dharma archetype quiz which you can take at dharmaarchetypequiz.com. So are you more of the artist? Are you the entertainer? So Melissa, for you, it sounds like you're very deep in your entertainer archetype with being a dancer, TV presenter, 
it was about the performance, but then more of your teacher came online that it's not just about entertaining, but it's about teaching as well as your inner visionary, which is about sharing the message. So we have our teacher, we have our visionary, we have our inner activist, we have our inner warrior, we have our inner nurturer, researcher. So knowing these archetypes and which ones we are sitting in right now gives us so much permission to be true to ourselves because maybe you've been through a phase that you were a nurturer and right now it's about you shining your light and and stepping out. And that's the phase that you're in. The nurture phase is complete. You're stepping more into your visionary or your entertainer. For me, I was more in my teacher and I'm stepping more into my artist. So these archetypes shift and come online to support us in living our soul's purpose, to make it exciting and natural for us. You know, we don't want someone who's a warrior doing our nursing. You know, we don't want someone who's a nurturer to be, you know, our fitness trainer. Like we have these different (laughs) archetypes for a reason. And often these archetypes will express in different ways. So I have an entire process called the Dharma Blueprint that I teach people to go through that combines five different areas in their lives to help guide them into the next stage of their purpose and continue to refresh, you know, every few months of how has my purpose shifted as I have changed. Oh, I love that. You're such a beautiful example of someone who's constantly evolving and allowing the different parts and the different archetypes to be expressed. I love that so much about you. And you guide people so beautifully in the Dharma Coaching Institute to discover these gifts within them. And I just love that you have put this together. Can you talk a little bit about the Dharma Coaching Institute? And we've got a beautiful $150 discount bonus for anyone who's interested in it. But can you talk a little bit about the Dharma Coaching Institute? Mm. So for me, like so many of us listening, I wanted to go deeper with people. You know, I became a health coach. I did so many different certifications. But to me, the, the deeper question of why we are out of alignment is being out of touch with your soul's purpose, who you are, your multidimensional full spectrum self. So as I began working with people and realizing that was really the missing link of all of this, you know, I I faced really bad health issues. When I was 21 years old, my body went into perimenopause. So I realized years later that it was because I was out of alignment with my dharma, my soul's purpose, that these physical symptoms had to manifest. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone down the healing journey. It was not of interest to me. I wanted to help the world. I had to learn how to help and heal myself. So I created the Dharma Coaching Institute to give people the world's first ever Dharma coaching certification where you learn all of the tools, many of which that I've shared here, such as the Dharma Blueprint, the Dharma Archetypes, the Dharma Journey Spiral and Embodiment, as well as all of the tools to be a spiritual life coach. Because the truth is around living our purpose, our relationships come into play, our fears, our you know, limiting beliefs and all of the different aspects. So it's a double certification that's recognized by the ICF, the International Coaching Federation, which is really the gold standard of making sure you have a third party looking through your coaching certification. And I teamed up with two incredible business partners, Ajit, who's the former CEO of Mind Valley, and Dr. Nita Bhushan to put together the most comprehensive training that there is out there to train certified soul purpose and spiritual life coaches. So the first two months, you learn all the coaching fundamentals, how to hold space, 
how to ask questions, setting boundaries, gaining confidence. Then the next two months, you learn all of the different Dharma frameworks. We have a method called the Dharma discovery method, and you learn how to use and apply that while also throughout this, you're doing all this coaching on yourself and being practice coached with other peer coaches. So even if you're like, I feel very far from being able to coach someone else, there is no better way for you to step into your own purpose than to learn how to become a purpose coach. Just like if I wanted to become an expert at yoga, I would do a yoga teacher training, right? So you are doing all of these practices and frameworks and being coached on yourself. And I've seen so many people come into DCI just wanting to dive deeper into their own purpose. And like I shared with Rebecca, the the mother whose, whose children overcame those hardships, then she realized she had everything she needed to share this wisdom. So the last two months are business training. So everything you need to know on how to actually create a thriving business for yourself as a coach. So we talk about creating your niche, pricing, making offers, the energetics of sales, but also the spiritual components of energetic hygiene. You know, how do you, when you're back to back with different clients, clear your energy? How do you use your own intuition and your coaching practice? Because a lot of coaching certifications, they teach you to regurgitate the same thing. And I believe we all have intuitive abilities. So how do you know if you're more of a clairvoyant or clairaudient or claircognizant coach and implementing that in your coaching practice? And then building a social media um, following. So for me, social media was the biggest way that I was getting clients. So we teach you everything on you know, Instagram and TikTok and Reels, as well as how to launch a podcast, how to be an incredible interviewer, just really everything you need to actually create a thriving business for yourself where you can be paid to be you and be able to share the wisdom that you have learned in your own life in a really confident way with other people. So it has been just beyond incredible to see the ways that people have integrated it with their own unique life experiences that we have, you know, coaches, for example, who want to continue working in corporate who have become the sole purpose coach of their corporation, aligning their entire team with their sole purpose to people wanting to specialize with young moms who are going through this identity shift and helping these young moms align with their purpose, to people who want to work with men dealing with addiction. What is the root cause of the addiction? Being out of alignment with your soul's purpose. There are so many different variations of it. And at the same time, it's so new. So you are literally at the forefront of this new movement. It's almost like becoming a health coach in like the early 90s is what I see right now with this opportunity, especially with the great resignation that's happening right now. We're experiencing the highest numbers of people ever resigning from their jobs because they've realized they're living out of alignment with their purpose. So who is going to guide them towards the career path that is in alignment with them by first knowing themselves. And that's where purpose coaches come into place. So it has been such a beautiful journey. We've graduated over a thousand students now, and it really is just the beginning of it. Wow. And it's six months. Six months. Yes. Wow. Every single week we have modules, we have live, you're in a small coaching group. So you're actually practicing everything that you learn and getting feedback. We have also, um, coaching practice pod Zoom calls where you're doing speed coaching on different people. So you're practice coaching. We do weekly Q&A calls that I'm on. So you can ask me questions live and I do laser coaching with people every single week. And then at the end, you actually submit a video of yourself coaching and we break it down and give you feedback. Oh, I love that. I feel like, imagine if all 
high school students at the end of high school did this program. Like, I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, I wish I did this back then, you know, like it would just help them get so clear on what's next for them. So I really, really love this. I love this creation. I'm so proud of you. It's, it's incredible. I feel like anyone listening who wants to explore it, do it. If it's a full body hell yeah for you, just do it. Follow that. Don't get in your head about, well, what is, how, how will this work for me? Just follow that feeling. And if you head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash Sahara, you can get the $150 off and also check out her incredible docuseries. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yes. So I created a docu-series called You're Allowed to be Multidimensional, where I share more of my journey that I touched upon of, you know, stepping outside of the box of just being an Ayurveda teacher. And then I also share with you how you can create a career where you can be your full spectrum self. So different avenues such as one-on-one coaching, group coaching, writing books, podcasts. I also talk about this big shift that we're in. So most people think we're still in the information age. And that actually isn't true. We have moved on to the conceptual age now. Wow! So the time of the information age, which again, most of us think we're in, you know, and I go through the whole, like we had the agricultural era and then the industrial evolution and then um, the information age. But now it's not about what the information you have is and where you went to college and what you're going to do with that information, but it's about how you conceptualize and synthesize and share that information. Because back in the day, you needed to go to college to learn certain things, whereas right now you can basically Google a Harvard degree. So we don't need more information. We need more embodiment. We need more people who can take all of that information and then synthesize it and be able to apply this wisdom into our lives. And that's why coaching is the ultimate career path in this new conceptual age. You literally are at the forefront of helping people take the overload of information and possibilities out there and connect back to their truth and intuitive knowing of what is right for them. So I share more about just this beautiful evolution that we're in and again, giving you that permission slip that you never needed to be your full multidimensional self. Oh my gosh. And where can everyone go to get the docu-series? So you can actually, we'll put that link in your show notes. And when people join that link, they'll also get your special discount for DCI and be able to just continue to build and grow with the community. We also do live events. We hope to do one really soon in Australia as well. We have upcoming ones in LA, New York, Austin. So we're all about bringing the community together. So it truly is a lifelong family. And we also offer two years of continual support for all of our grads. So every single month we have live calls where you can talk about, hey, I had a client and this happened, or I'm experiencing, you know, whatever in my in my life related to my dharma. And you're, you're for two years, you continually build with us because living your dharma is a lifelong journey. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it's always evolving. I love that, and the thought of you coming to Australia is so exciting. One of my dreams is to have you DJ at one of my parties. So. Let's let's, let's make, make that, it happen. Yes. One of my dreams too. I would love that. <laughs> yes, let's do one of your full immersions. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. This has been amazing. I have loved our conversation so much. I always love connecting with you and having you on the show. You are always welcome. So thank you so much for 
living your dharma, for being the embodiment, for being unapologetically yourself, for showing us how good it can really be and how colorful it can really be. I just love and adore you and thank you for being the light. Thank you so much for having me here today. It was such a pleasure. Yes! Wasn't that amazing? She is so full of wisdom, and I just love any time that I get to spend with the beautiful Sahara Rose. I want to encourage you all to head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash Sahara to check out her docuseries and to get $150 off her Dharma Coaching Institute. And if you got a lot out of today's episode, please subscribe to the show and don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will just pop up in your feed so that you don't have to go searching for a new episode. Now, please come and connect with me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me what you got from this episode. I absolutely love connecting with you and I love hearing from you. So jump on over there and come and share with me. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.